Hey y'all! Hey! Hey! Uh, we are back with another episode. We are bringing you another bomb interview with another bomb competitor. I met her at CCTS, Sean's, uh, Sean's Couture Cuties Conquering Stage. And she is a ball of light. I cannot wait for this interview to get started. Um, this young lady is Miss Jennifer Lynch, IFBB Pro, among other things. How are you doing, girlfriend? Happy. We are thriving. We are good. Um, I'm like this ball of light while I've got this like halo chandelier over my head. Hey, no you know what? Yes. It is perfect. Now I'm here. Here we oh, go. We are excited to have you. We are excited to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, you're like, I oh, am BB Pro, amongst many other things. I'm like, yeah, what hat are we wearing today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's wear them all. Let's let's switch them on and off, all right? Yeah. <laughs> we want to know part. all the things. Yeah, well, that's the best part. We're here. We're going to learn all the things about you. So you're going to share those hats. You're going to flip them on, off. Let us know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here with you guys, so I follow your lead. All right. Well, before we actually get started and dive into you, we got to chat a little bit about this little nephew of yours. <laughs> OMG. The cutest of all, but also like the most MJ fan ever. Cutest MJ fan ever. <laughs> Child, I had him in the car for, I went to go support one of my sisters who teaches dance um, and is also an NPC bikini competitor. Um, had a, a competition out in Maryland, which is where it was, it was like 45 minutes from my house. So I had him in the car right back for 45 minutes. Oh, you know, we listened to MJ the entire ride. <laughs> I was like, Kenny, can I just like, can I just put on a couple, just a couple songs that I want? Mm-mm, no, play Smooth Criminal. Uh, yes. Is that's is that his favorite one? Because I believe that's the one he had a little performance to, right? A little performance? Honey, he now has a costume to go with his performance. He demanded yes. that his mother order him a fedora hat, some aviator-like cop-looking shades, right? MJ shades, <laughs> and a silver sequins glove. Like, Yes, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Love that. Um, just in general, in terms of him, how has it been? Because I understand that you and your sister both compete and you and your sister both are, you know, part of dance. Like, how has it been with him watching like both of you? What are some of the things that he pick up or some of the things that you notice about him with your journeys? Well, he's got a good back pose. Um, (laughs) My check, they stayed over last night, actually, and so my check-ins this morning, you know, auntie put on her bikini and her heels and hit her back pose, and then there's his mommy, you know, being a clown in the background in her full sweat outfit, trying to hit some poses with me in my check-in video, and she's like, come on, Cannon, come on, Cannon, back pose, and he was like, now nah, I'm good, went back and finished his pancakes, but... <laughs> Um, he's a performer. I mean, he is absolutely a ham. He is his mother times 10. Um, he has a heart of gold, which I think comes from auntie's side. Um, but he's just, he's taking it all in. 
he loves the attention that he gets from the ladies at the studio. Um, obviously in the gym when he can like rough around with some of the coaches and the other guys there, like he thrives off of that. So he just, you know, he doesn't know any different. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to be surprised. I can't wait to see what unfolds for him and watching both of your journey. I mean, the, the dancing aspect already is, is a part of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But we couldn't get him to dance this year. He wanted just to focus on sports. And so, you know, we grew up with our, more so our mom. She was very, you know, if you're going to do one thing, you're going to do it hundred percent and that's going to be it. So like, there wasn't a lot of wiggle room to try out a whole bunch of stuff. Not at least not for me. I was the baby. Oldest sister, she stayed a course. I stayed a course. Middle sister, the one who competes more whichever way the wind blew. Um, but she's very much letting him kind of explore what that looks like for him too. So he does tackle football now. He plays basketball. He did baseball last season. I don't think he's done soccer. He did do soccer for like a hot second. Um, but he just, he does what he wants when he wants and we support it. Okay. I love it. I love it. He's so cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I had to start with him and I hope he gets to look back and hear all the super sweet things that you, you said about him and shared yeah. about him. Yeah. So let's dive in about you. <laughs> that was me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get it. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's start where you just ended, because you spoke a little bit about, you know, your sibling and your mom and your upbringing. So, I mean, let's hear about that and how it transitioned into this major journey that you're on, Miss IFBB Pro. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, so I come from a, a interracial household. My dad is Caucasian and my mom is African-American and, um, you know, born and raised in Northern Virginia, a very diverse um, uh, area. Um, so, I, you know, let me just say that I was looking at your pictures online and I couldn't tell whether you look more like your dad or your mom. It was very uncanny. Like all you guys look alike. Couldn't yeah. tell who more than who. Yeah. Well, you all look just like each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, I I think I have my dad's profile. Um, but then people who like my mom and her sorority sisters, when they see me, they say that I'm a spitting image of her. And I'm like, whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, so born and raised in Northern Virginia, interracial household. Um, all girls, there were three girls growing up. Um, how my dad survived and didn't kill any of the wild men that we decided to date along the way. I don't know. Um, but it, um, we didn't have like, you know, that structure of, you know, women do this in the household, men do that. So it's just, everything has always been very all inclusive in the way that I've been brought up. Um, I do come from a classically trained, um, in ballet background, um, was a dancer, always was a dancer. Like I said, mom was just, you know, you're going to give 110% to whatever you do. And if you do that, I'll meet you halfway and do my 110%, right. To help you succeed in whatever it is that we choose to do. Um, so yeah, always danced, um, always loved performing, um, did retail management for 10 years of my life. So there was always like this love for fashion that I had throughout this midst of like, 
wanting to be on stage and perform and arts and all that jazz. Um, and after, after 10, yeah, going into my 11th year of real estate or in um, retail management, you know, I always had this like niche for like houses and I wanted to know who lived behind big gates and, you know, oh, what's their story? You know, um, my dad was also a real estate appraiser growing up. So I was stuck in the car with him a lot of the times while he was appraising properties and I was holding the map and helping him measure and this, that, and the third. So real estate was kind of always in the background of life too. Um, so got my real estate license in 2015. Um, we, we as in my team, there's seven or eight of us. We serve DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, and then got, for lack of better words, really fat. <laughs> uh, COVID time, social happy hours, virtual happy hours became a thing more than they should have been. And completely forgot about my dance background and what I knew what healthy looked like and should feel like and just let myself slip off in the rails. Um, and you know, that kind of, that was a wake up call and acquired my coach at that point and just wanted to get healthy. And then other things happened and we reached a weight goal and I felt great. And he was like, okay, now what? I said, no, what you mean now? What we are going <laughs> <laughs> I'm thriving in my size eight, you know? Um, and he was like, let me talk to you about competing. And I was like, get out of my face. I told you on day one when we met that I was not putting on a bikini like my sister did. I ain't putting on them sparkly heels. Like, I'm not here for any of that. Uh, and then two weeks later, I hit him up and I was like, so tell me more. And, <laughs> and just, again, mama raised a girl to do it 110%. So he said, go, I went, you know, and, and we've been full force since so april of 2020 was when i started my weight loss journey um mm -hmm. started off at 210 pounds um i come in up between like five eight and five nine um so 210 it distributed well for me but i didn't feel well mm -hmm. um and so then by january 2021 i was down to 175 180 um and then that's when we started you know, pushing for a stage. And so April, 2021, right? June, 2020. Yeah. So it was June. I started with him at 210. January, I was 175 and committed to a show. April, 2021, I weighed in at 145 for my first Stephanie wellness performance. Oh my goodness. So how did you guys decide, How did you guys decide on wellness? Oh Lord. Uh, from dance you know naturally my thighs developed easier and quicker than anything else on my body so not knowing anything about the sport and my sweet amazing coach jared you know he didn't have that many competitors and it was just like okay yeah let's try wellness um so he pushed me to sean i knew nothing about sean's couture cuties knew nothing about the cutie community uh, I had just missed CCTS because I signed up to start working with her like February 1st and she had just finished the that year's um, shindig in January. Um, and yeah, she was like, okay, yeah, I could see you. Yeah, we'll start putting you some poses. I could see you doing wellness. And yeah, and then I got on stage for wellness and I looked like a twig. So we were like, all right, let's see what they say when you do bikini. I mean, you still, I was at your first show, and I have to say, you definitely worked that stage. Uh -huh. 
It's all so that big fucking and everything. Oh my god, that rat's nest. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little jealous because I feel like I I have not seen these photos yet or this. Well, I did not know you did well. <laughs> Me either. I wouldn't I even like, guess that. Exactly. I'm like, it's almost embarrassing to say, but like, look, we live and we learn, right? Yeah, but it's getting both of those like experience though, and having you know to make that choice and understand why you made that choice of what division you know you should be in. So that that's kind of cool to me. (laughs) Well, and I was so I was so new, and I still am so new to everything. I was so new to everything then, so it was like, okay, you got feedback trying wellness. Go get feedback trying bikini. Like you don't know where you're gonna go. You don't know what this is gonna be. So you know we did it. So that was April. And then September, October, September was the bikini, the first bikini show that I did out in Baltimore. Um, Baltimore Classic, I think was the name of it. Um, And did well, won my class, didn't win the overall, but won my class. And I felt just so much more comfortable in like that style of presentation. so then a, a fellow coach from the DMV area, you know, we we're all kicking at the bar afterwards and a fellow coach in the DMV area, um, he said something, he was like, you know, Ben Weeder's coming up, you know, they've got this whole, this pro opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Like I saw you on stage and like, he's just such like a, you know, he just likes to rap. Um, he was, I'm just saying, just go for it, just go for it. You know? And I was like, I'm going to talk to my coach and we're going to decide. Uh, and then two days later, I talked to the coach and we just <laughs> go for it. <laughs> no expectations, like whatever. The show is in like three or four weeks. We'll just keep doing what we're doing, you know, apply the feedback that you got from the last one, go back, keep working with Sean and just do another competition before the year is over and have fun, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I think that's excellent, honestly, because some people not naming names, but I'm looking at myself, you know, we, we go into these things with that kind of that athleticism or that competitive spirit. And yes, as a beginner, you shouldn't necessarily try to want to win. We all want to win, right? Of course. But going into it, like I'm going to go in my first show and I'm going to kill it, blah, 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 is, is, um, is tough, you know, to, to actually pull off when you don't know a whole lot. So for you to go into it and be like, yeah, let's try it. Let's, you know, let's do whatever. Let's see what happens. I think that's amazing. That's something that I tell my clients um, and anybody who asks me to speak to them about bodybuilding. It's like your first show is about getting feedback to see where you need to go. Like go into the show with the mindset of getting feedback and then we'll look at where to be competitive from there. So I think that's really, really excellent. Um, if y'all don't mind, I have a, a couple of questions where I want to circle back before we go forward. You mentioned your dance career, your dance history, and you talked about the COVID versus knowing where you came from nutritionally and things of that nature. I don't know a whole lot about ballet, but in my mind, from what I know just on TV and whatnot, it's it was in my mind, it's similar to like modeling where they kind of push like being super small and things of that nature. So what kind of nutritional background did you grow up with since you did grow up in dance? And how had that translated over the years up until you did start getting into bodybuilding? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting you you ask about that, the nutritional background. I was never the ballet body. Um, you know, I was a, a little a little butterball since I was a baby, you know. My <laughs> sisters called me Thunder Thighs and uh baby beluga is something that they like to like they were I mean sisters, right? They're gonna do what they do. Um, but I was a little chunky monkey. Um, but I was always I had natural abilities outside of what I physically looked like. Um, so there was always a little bit of a struggle, um, especially mentally, because in dance, you walk into an audition and at hello, you're being judged. It's just like the competitions that we do now. You know, the second you step on stage, the second you put your bags down backstage with the other competitors, you're already being sized up to some degree, right? So it's constant feeling of being judged right away. Um, but, you know, because my mom and, and dad supported my love for dance the way that they did, you know, they acquired a nutritionist for me when I was growing up. And, you know, it was, you know, diarying my, you know, documenting my food, writing everything down. Um, I had a, a trainer who, it's interesting going back full circle now, she was a bodybuilder back in her heyday. Um, but I danced with one of her daughters. And so she, um, you know, she had me on two day workouts when I went away to dance at college and, you know, it was, it was never enough. I was never small enough. I was never, you know, I never really fit the, the realm of what the ballet world wanted in today's environment. It's completely different. I mean, there is, there is a company and a form of dance for every shape, color, um, height, I mean, everything. Um, but you know, I'm, I am 38 years old. And so back when I was growing up, we didn't have that same, um, kind of opportunity that's being, you know, kind of gifted to the beautiful dancers in today's world. So anyway, um, I say all that to say, I knew that I should not be eating and drinking certain things past certain hours and in certain increments. I knew that eating and drinking certain things and not doing physical activity were a recipe for the scale to only go one way, right? Um, and for my clothes to feel a certain way. Um, but it was, it, you know, I just, I'd had enough of not feeling like myself at, at that point I was, what, in 2020? or in 2023 now, so at 35. Um, I just woke up and I was like, this is not me. This is not my life. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, mm -hmm. It's not how I'm supposed to be living <laughs> or feeling. Uh, so I just snapped out of it, you know, and hired my sister's coach uh, down in Richmond and yeah, just wanted to look at my clothes and now we're wearing jeans. That's very, very, very interesting. I mean, you were yeah. super structured from such a young age. Part of me is like, man, wish that was me but then the next part of me is like wow like how did that really affect you mentally and emotionally at at such a young age to be on such a regiment sure sure i mean and even now you know full transparency i struggle you know when i look in the mirror for check-ins you know my eye goes to you know i think they're two different people in the world they're the type of people who can see themselves on like such a high pedestal and in 
to beautiful light all the time. And well, there's three types of people, I guess. And then the people on the extreme opposite of that who can only see the bad, right? Their eye goes to their worst, you know, what they think are their worst features um, or their, you know, their, their shortcomings. And then there's some who are like, you know, pretty well balanced in the middle there. I'm trying to get to that balance. I'm getting there. But um, I can tell you what's wrong with me before I can tell you what's great about me. Um, and I think a lot of that does stem from the dance and the criticism and that background. Um, so, you know, I look in the mirror now and I just look at my stomach and I'm like, there she is. <laughs> but then I know other people look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, but your legs. I'm like, but look at my stomach. <laughs> um, nothing is ever enough for us, right? You're giving the scene out of White Chicks when she was in the dressing room, and the girl's like, "No, it's okay." And she's like going in on herself. But did you figure out how to start transitioning to the the middle of the spectrum on your own? Did your coach help? Did your sister help? Like, how did you get there? Um, I think it has just been the 35 years of living that led up to like when the like when the light bulb turned on it's just like every little every little rock that was going into you know my bucket if you will was it was all making sense like it was all coming together um i do a lot of like just mindset type of like daily activity, right? Um, we control, at the end of the day, we are in full control of every positive, negative, neutral, whatever thought you're having. Um, things don't happen to us. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not a victim mentality kind of person. Um, I don't regret much in life. Like, I think that I just, I think that there's a bigger reason and, you know, the universe serves us in different ways that we will never understand why we are where we are or why something did happen at a certain point in our life. Um, but I think it's important to always learn and grow and, and just don't repeat, you know, history. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that answers the question. No, you did. That was excellent, actually. <laughs> no, that was really good. Um, okay. So... You went from ballet to retail to real estate, right? Um, and then to bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. So here at The Real Raw Real, our aim is to really kind of dive into how those two worlds, you know, mesh together. What is that competition work-life balance, if you will, that competition life balance for you. So when it comes to real estate or even dance, if that's still something that you do at some point, how did bodybuilding or getting into bodybuilding, how did that either impact what you're doing now or um, how did it influence anything that you're doing right now? It's 100%. Like it's, it's sister, like they go hand in hand. I think where a lot of people, and it's, there's two sides to this, I guess I want to touch on. Um, first and foremost, bodybuilding should help and benefit and reward you. It, it should add to your life, right? It should not be something that takes away from or, you know, ruins every relationship in your life, right? Like there are going to be some people who can't ride the roller coaster with you and that's fine. They're not wrong, but neither are we, right? Um, it's just, it's an opportunity to 
kind of like pull back the covers for a second and see like what really is around you. Um, scrolled out for a second. Oh, but as far as the the structure of the two going hand in hand, you know, a lot of people get into real estate and they're like, oh, I want to be my own boss. I want to work the hours I want to work. Well, yeah, you get to do that, but you still got to work, you know, like my, my day starts between I'm up in prep. I'm up at five, four forty-five or 5 a.m. out of prep, I get to sleep until like 6 to 6.30. Um, and it's just the way that I, the structure that I've fallen into, but I have to get up and do, not I have to, I have the opportunity to get up and do what I need to do and what I want to do to be successful in bodybuilding so that then when the rest of the world wakes up, eight, nine, 10, I'm available to be who I need to be for those people, right? And for that hat that I have to put on or that I get to put on. Um, and then I power down every day at a certain time and that's to regenerate myself, right? Like I can't be my best self if I'm just out here like dragging by the wayside and, you know, can't figure out which way is up, down, right, left, any of that. So, um, it's the, the structure and, uh, discipline that comes in being a competitive bodybuilder completely supports the structure and discipline that's needed to be a successful business owner um, or a successful mother. You know, I, I mean, I look at my sister and, you know, a lot of the the fellow cuties, you know, Miss Yolanda, I watch you, I'm like, how she does it, chasing that little handsome man around. Um, <laughs> talk about your baby, not your husband. I'm here for the baby. Stop it. Um, but it's, you know, you wake up and realize, oh, okay, well, if I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, I need to do A, B, and C or else something's going to, something's not going to work. Right. So my favorite thing in my life though, is my, um, I don't know if this is the visual for the world, but put, put it closer for everybody to really see. <laughs> I know. Look at all the, the highlights and everything. That's like super. Yeah, I'm trying to get on your level, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I, it's the visual though. Like everything is super color coordinated. Like I schedule red are my days off. Like I schedule my days off at the top of the year. Um, so I know when I can be accessible. I know how many hours I have to work every day, you know, all this stuff. Um, pink are my, my bodybuilding highlights. So, you know, everything's color coordinated, but I keep a very tight, uh, I just, I thrive in structure. So this bodybuilding world definitely supports that. So were you like that already as far as like being organized and planning with the color coding and all that? Did real estate get you there or did the mesh between the two get you there? It's escalated since I've gotten into bodybuilding. Um, I always loved a calendar and a schedule. Like I like structure. I like knowing where I need to be, what I'm going to do. If I if I go into a situation like just completely like, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I like, I feel like I can't breathe to an extent. So that's like the the balance that I'm trying to Mm -hmm. find. um, Trying Mm -hmm. to find. Talking about me, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) And me. Let me cover my face real quick. No, I envy that. I, I mean, my middle sister, the other one who competes, Neo, she is, you know, I joke and make fun of her all the time about her just being so like, oh, look at that big deal. But I think a part of me is secretly jealous that she has that ability to just just go with it, you know? She probably does it well on my side. 
I've been trying to mixture of both, but I'll be the one to miss what I wrote on the counter. <laughs> also, I put it on there, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> I like to do it on my phone, so it sends me reminders. Oh, girl, I have it on all of them. <laughs> I'll still miss the day. <laughs> I set the reminders for the day before, a half an hour before, and ten minutes before. Listen, listen. It'd be you like will that. find you will find what works for you. You know, definitely. definitely. Yeah, um, but that's one of the things. If I can segue my own segue, like you know, just finding what fits you, right? Like that's one of the things that I'm so appreciative of. I don't know when this epiphany happened in life, but I don't look at people's Instagrams or Facebook or, you know, whatever good posts they wanted to, you know, share that day because the gym light was hitting and, you know, they, they figured out how to do that post pump glue post pump pick that I can't save my life. <laughs> I'm like, it's what is what it is. Like, I'll go on stage and you'll see the shape then, but I can't give you anything, no sneak peeks that are going to be worthy of anything on social media. Um, but I just, I never, I never fell victim to like being envious of what somebody else had, because guess what? We all have our, am I allowed to, can I, mm -hmm. okay. We all have our own real, shit. Real, real. Like no one's shit doesn't stink, you know? We all put on our pants the same way, you know? Maybe somebody does it quicker than the other. <laughs> um, maybe somebody figured out how not to break a nail, zipping up their zipper while the other one is still breaking nails. But, like, at the end of the day, we all do the same things. And we're all, every, like, people are just so funny to me. People are just such an interesting thing. So, I agree. 100% <laughs> agree. So, one of my best girlfriends, she does this all the time. Now I'm just scrolling out, y'all. One of my best girlfriends does all the time. She sees people in relationships. She's like, oh my God, they're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. And I'm like, that's not real. What life looks like at home? Like, you don't have a clue. You mm -hmm. see what they're serving you right here. You have no idea what they're internally battling. Like, stop it. Girl, and you literally just nailed why we wanted to start this podcast. <laughs> because we just, you know, we see instagram and you know we see our competitors either in the gym or on stage or what have you and we have no earthly idea what these people go through behind the scenes but we're trying to figure it out that's why we're talking to you <laughs> yeah it's like everyone has their own little struggles you know whether big small everyone has something and their their road to however they get there is not 100 percent perfect mm -hmm. that, that. You know, I mean, I don't I know. Up, you know, when people are like, oh, my gosh, you're a pro. I'm like, yeah, but it's just because I did what I'm supposed to do. Like, I just I just followed, I followed the plan and then mm -hmm. I did work. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, was I lucky that day? Like, was that my day? Yes, that was my day. Yay. But now guess what? <laughs> <laughs> now we got to do more. You know, like it's never over. Um Back. I, and I, I finally started removing the word when people ask, oh my gosh, how'd you win your pro card? I'm like, oh, I just won it in masters that were just, oh, yeah. it, it was just masters. Like I didn't win the overall, you know, Lana got the overall. I was just masters. <laughs> no. you know? And 
I realized what that was doing to my mindset. Like I was already taken away. Like I was breaking myself down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hard work you put it. (laughs) Right. And it's like, oh, that's right. I I did work. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was rewarded for the work that day. Awesome. Let's hope it happens again another day. I can be rewarded in other ways, you know? Um, And that's, you know, in, in bodybuilding and real estate with my family, with my friends, like, you know, it's those little wins, you know, just find those wins and, and celebrate them and be good with it, you know? Yes, all the gems right now. <laughs> all this wisdom that we're getting. I love it. We, just, we colored my wisdom hairs recently, so uh, <laughs> glad that the wisdom is still there to be shed on you all. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, so real goodness. quick, before we before we stray away from um, your balance in career and um, everyday life and bodybuilding, I definitely wanted to touch on the fact that you managed to kind of, from the outside looking in, I feel like Easton Ivy has been so on board and supportive in your journey. And that's just something I wanted you to share with everyone. How did it come about? Like, I mean, <laughs> any anything about it, just, just share that with everyone in regards to how Easton Ivy has became like this with your bodybuilding journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, were, we all started sloppy together. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's interesting. When I started my let's get healthy let's look good in our clothes again let's feel good in our clothes again journey um that spawned the entire team having like a wake-up call of wow none of us are really living our best healthy lives right now right so we did we ended up doing like a fitness challenge with our clients too like facebook moment with it and for two years in a row we did that actually um and it wasn't about you know becoming a bodybuilder it was just the requirement to be a part of our plan was, you know, be active in the Facebook group that we had and just log your exercise every day, whatever that looked like, just log it. We had like, you know, a little sheet that we used. Um, and it ended up, I'm like squirreling all over the place, but it ended up really kind of, for lack of better words, saving people's lives. Um, we had a couple clients that were really, you know, going through COVID and everything. They were in a really dark place um, and just having each other to talk to and just getting active again, you know, bodies in motion, stay in motion. Um, that was a huge, huge win. Um, so even if I never, you know, became a bodybuilder or got on a stage or got a pro card or, or anything like that, knowing that my choice to get healthy impacted not just my team, but our clients. That was huge. And like, I'm not going to get emotional about it now anymore, three years later, but like for the first get two, emotional. Yeah, yeah. First two years, every time we have one of these challenges and people come back like, you have no idea what you did for me and this and the third, you know, you're just posting your workouts every day. I knew that I wasn't going to do that, but just seeing <laughs> It made me want to go and did it. And I'm just like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> our lives, we don't think about what we're doing. I don't, at least. I'm, I, I guess I'm so selfish and like, you know, I have my like my horse blinders up all the time that I don't realize sometimes 
what movement I'm choosing to make. It's gonna wave. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's been great. I mean, the the team, everybody is you know continuing to work on living their best and healthy lives. Um, you know, we make bad choices, but we make them together, and then you know we suffer the consequences, and then we get back on board and do what we got to do. Um, but it's been it's really been great. I've been with my originator of the team. Um, from day one, she got her real estate license like a month after I did. Um, and from Jump Street, she <laughs> the story she tells, I walked into a sales meeting late. I had this beautiful duster on and I twirled it off, sat it on the back of the chair, opened up my pink laptop. And right away she was like, she's going to be my best friend. We're going to start a team together. And I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> um, and then I here we that. are eight years later, still in business together. And yeah, but that's um, amazing. Yeah, that's so how like, the energies great. match so well. Right. <laughs> you know what? I said that sounds like the energies match so well. <laughs> Even in the story. Like yeah. now, we're big on culture. Like that's a big thing within our team. We look at it as as we bring people into our business and into our um our ecosphere, our ecosystem, if you will. If you can't travel with the people you work with in what mm. we do they're not the right culture fit because we do Mm. take a lot of, you know, weekends away and conventions and, you know, seminars and things like that. So we, we don't want to bring anybody into our world that is going to disrupt things in a negative way. You know, we like positive disruptions, disruption. That's amazing. I love that. But I mean, your energy is, is hard to just repel anyway like I think I knew you on Instagram before I ever met you in person at CCTS and even with that like the whole my whole competition journey last year you were just always cheering me on and rooting for me and you know making me laugh and stuff like that and like your energy is just infectious in a good way and I I could see why she would say something like that thank you I mean and that's you know it's authenticity is everything right like you know i i went through a little bit of a period last year i think it was where i was like oh god i i think now now that i'm pro i'm supposed to you know talk to this person and do this and do that and do this and do that because again you never know who you're influencing and how you're influenced but i was like whoa you're tired like stop Mm -hmm. it i am as much as i give i reset by being alone right Mm -hmm. like quiet space is energizing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I had to find how I could keep being authentic to myself, but still pouring into people in a way that I hope that they would want or need. Um, You know, the whole thing of like a smile being contagious, like you never know who needs a smile one day, you know, you never know who needs to be told that their shoes are fly. Like, (laughs) That, and that's authentic to me. Like I will sprinkle my little, my little loving, you know, love dust on people in a way that feels good for me. And if they vibe with it, cool. If not, cool. They're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Everything's fine. I love that. I think I'm gonna. I, I need to put that on my board. They're not wrong. I'm not wrong. This <laughs> is what it is. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, okay. And thank you for sprinkling all your dust on me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, oh, the dust making machine, though. This, 
Say that again. <laughs> I said I need a dust making machine this year though, because I feel like everybody and their mom is getting ready for a show, but me right now. So I'm like, <laughs> oh no, I'm with you. I don't even know what I'm doing. It's all good. I'm with you. <laughs> but save some for me though. <laughs> yes, yes, there's always always love dust for my babies right here. Oh, we appreciate you. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I just hope that people never take it. You know personal if you know they're not getting long drawn out coaching moment and you know powerful conversations with me like no like I give so much to my clients I give so much to my family and like those relationships take work and Mm -hmm. and they can be draining sometimes Mm -hmm. right so I have to just be I have to protect my energy right we all have to protect our energy and you should I believe that you should only give um what feels good to give mm, that's a word mm, that's mm. a word <laughs> <laughs> writing that one down too it's gonna be right there on her, on her vision <laughs> mm-hmm. i love it you guys interviewed sean when you guys went live you know preparing for your podcast you know, one of the things that she said, and we hear it all the time, you know, when people talk about relationships specifically, you know, it's, you can't be everything to everyone, but you can be something to someone. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I think it's important we find that that thing we can be for a one, you know? Right. No, that's special. Very that's special. Okay. okay. So let's pivot a little bit and let's get real. Um, we talked about... <laughs> We've talked about, you know, people seeing what's on the outside, people seeing the highlight reels on Instagram and not really knowing the depths of what people go through in bodybuilding, right? So let's talk about some challenges that you have that people have not seen, just those that follow your journey and stuff like that. For instance, I know we know that you struggled a little bit at at a certain point in time with just your mindset. And I know for me, that resonated with me. And I told my own story as well of when I was younger, I had a coach who more or less kind of shut me down when I wanted to, I ran track and I wanted to go to the University of Texas. And he was like, mm, more or less, you're not really tech, UT caliber. And that just deflated my sense of self. And I didn't have the mental toughness to be what I needed to be to be like, you know what, despite what you say, I'm going to do it anyway. How was that for you? When did that happen? And when did that shift for you? So there, there are very few like key moments in childhood that like I remember clear as day, you know, just you know, 38 years, that's a long time to live. You know, you don't remember everything. But there was one rehearsal that I was in won't name the company that I was rehearsing with, but um, we were doing, it was a partnering class. So men lift women in ballet partnering, right? Um, now in, in today's world, contemporary dance, women are lifting women, women are lifting men. Like it's all, you know, mm-hmm. all, all bets are off. But in classical ballet, the men lift the women. And we were doing a very particular, you know, basically the woman does a, it's called a soda shot. So basically like a big leap across the stage, right? Where one man is on this arm and the other man is on this arm and they carry you across the entire stage, right? Well, I guess I didn't jump high enough. (laughs) And uh, my 
I call him a ballet coach, but the coach for that class stopped the music, slamming his hand on the piano. And he's like, stop, 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 stop. Miss Lynch, mind you, it's in front of an entire class of men, women, all my peers, right? You are not a size two, honey. You need to jump. It's okay, we're going to go back and we're going to jump. I sure shit jumped. <laughs> I put every bit of strength I had into getting my little ass up off the ground to make it seem like I was light as a feather. Um, but for some reason, like that, and it seemed, it sounds so silly, I'm sure, but like that one moment in front of my peers of being called out for not being a size two, I was like, mm, damn, like, okay, so I'm not a ballerina. Like, I don't look like a dancer. I don't jump like a dancer. I'm not going to be good enough for this, right? Um, and so I, I think that that I kept pushing through dance, right? Like I, I continued on with my journey, but subconsciously looking back, I think that that may have been a trigger for me of when things start to get tough, just like fall back a little bit. Like maybe you should go do something else, you know, find something that you're better at, better suited for, I should say. Cause I was good. Naturally, I was good at a lot of things that I tried to do growing up. Um, but when things got challenging, my, my habit was just to like roll out. Right. So, um, things got challenging, more challenging in dance when I went to a conservatory program. So what did I do? Rolled out. Things got challenging when I took on a district with my retail management, um, position where I had to basically fire I had 11 stores that I oversaw. I had to fire almost every store manager because they were all stealing. I didn't sign up for that. Like I just wanted to come in and sprinkle my magic and sell some, you know, shoes and accessories and have fun and train people on how to be great. But it was harder than I thought it was going to be. So what I do, I rolled out, you know? So there was this, like this constant, the, my, my pattern was just to run when things got tough. Right. Um, and now, and I guess at 35, the shift happened where it was like, no, things are always going to get tough. Like nothing is ever going to be easy. Nothing worth fighting for is going to be simple. Nothing is going to be, you know, just, oh, here it is, you know? Um, I think I forgot what the question was because I just started going down this rabbit hole of like things getting tough. No, you're answering it. It was it was that. It was how did the how did you go from having that, you know, in your mind to transitioning or if you're still working through it, you know, okay. how are you dealing with it? Definitely still working through it. Yeah. So that's where I was gonna go with that last bit on it is, you know, even now in this, you know, in real estate, things get tough. But guess what? You can't run. Like <laughs> this is my livelihood, like this is my career. Um, in bodybuilding, I run this little, there's this little monkey, this little drunk monkey in my head that tells me you're not a bikini girl. Your body is not a bikini body. I'm not. I shot her down at CTTS this year. I was like, me and this SpongeBob waistline over here. Like I have in my mind, I don't fit the criteria, right? I wasn't the ballet body as a kid. I'm not the bikini girl, you know, as a 38 year old woman, but so what? Like work through it. <laughs> and 
have fun. <laughs> oh yeah, we still we still struggle. There are days that I don't think that I'm, you know, that I should be in the position that I'm in in many ways, right? In my real estate career and on the you know the bodybuilding stage, um, but then I check myself and I'm like, nah, girl, like here for a reason like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing just nice you know you remind yourself that you one got your pro card and two just had a fourth place finish in one of your first pro shows yeah that was kind of cool too (laughs) like real talk that was cool like but you know the, the i think the craziest part about that you know we see again on social media we see you know these Olympian bikini competitors, wellness women, and, you know, we see them on the exterior, but then being there with such names in the industry, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. No, she pumps up the same way I do. You know what I mean? Like, Let's see what she looks like. You know, like nothing matters until you're on stage next to these people. Like legit, you know? And even at that point, you've done everything you can. Absolutely. So, but yeah, that was, it was cool. That was the coolest. It was a beautifully ran show. Um, All the competitors were so kind. Everybody was so amazing. Um, You know, you hear stories like I had some rinketing coach here in the area tell me yeah you know it's so cutthroat in the pro world you know they be out there trying to psych you out this and third I was like bro maybe in your division with the men it's like that but like no not my experience so far and maybe it's happening I just don't know like (laughs) it's very possible it's, it's been pretty interesting I feel like it's it's maybe a little bit somewhere but since being in this world I'm like man it's beautiful here you know what I mean it's like exactly what you're saying maybe in his division but right here it's like oh so much love so I agree with you on that part well and I guess it, a, a part of that is also like you know misery loves company right you attract what what you are what you bring so maybe he or other people have the mindset that it is such a negative, competitive world. And then there are people who see it as a joyful and a light and like an empowering place. And so it's, we're looking in a mirror at that point, right? Like what, what side of it do you see? You know? That's remind me of my competition a little bit, but we're not going to talk about that. This is about you. <laughs> So how did you feel um, from a mindset standpoint uh, with your pro debut? (laughs) I I felt as good as I could have felt that day. (laughs) I knew, Coach and I knew that we weren't at our best. When are we ever at our best? But I was the best that I could be that day. And that was, I was Gucci with that. Like, completely you know um i was excited i didn't really feel i didn't feel nervous until i took my first step on the stage in front of the judges that was when nerves kicked in before that i was fine um i don't know if it was 
the lack of engagement with them. Like I was thinking, okay, I'm smiling. So they're going to smile, right? The smile is contagious. No, <laughs> like no emotion. I was like, cool. They hate me. We're going to smile anyway. And I did like, I kept my, my performance. So I thought, but then when I came off and talked to Sean and, um, and Jared, they're both like, I mean, yeah, like you smile, but like, it wasn't you. I was like, I know, right? But then everybody's like, oh my God, your sparkle looks so good. And Sean and I are looking at each other like, but it wasn't my sparkle. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, I knew my body wasn't where it really needed to be condition wise yet. I needed, I wanted, and I was ready for a show like three weeks after the debut to feel that I had really had the opportunity to put my best on stage at that moment. Um, but unfortunately the show that was three weeks later, Sean Mama Cutie said, no, you're not doing that. It was a master show and she refused to let me go the world of masters. She was like, no, you, you don't look like a master yet. You know, she was like, ride this open weight. And I was like, okay, so I go online looking for shows and I'm like, damn it, it's like six or seven weeks away. How do we coast for another two months? Oh, this is going to be treacherous. And it was um, absolutely treacherous, but it was the only option I had, you know, and I wasn't going to, you know, throw away the basically the year of prep, you know, to only do one debut show and it not even be my best. Like, no, we gonna ride this wave then. We gonna rock out for another six, seven weeks. Um, and then I was Atlantic Coast and, you know, and it was fabulous. So, and then we took off. <laughs> That's excellent. I love that. Um, speaking of, let's dive into the, the masters thing. How did you, how did you feel when you had that conversation and she's like, you're not masters or you don't look masters or, or what have you. And how do you feel now? you know, competing or preparing to compete in just open or are you looking at going to masters yet? Nope. I'm gonna stay open as long as I can stay open. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the women who are truly masters competitors, whether it is because they have been in this industry for X amount of years and continue to compete at the age that they are now or they just started themselves and they are rightfully, you know, in the division of, you know, I mean, 35 and over is technically masters, but I agree with Mama Cutie, it should be 40 and up, um, you know, but I'm, I was okay with that. And I appreciated her being, one, I appreciated her seeing that in me, right? And, and believing that I could do something in a much younger bracket, right? Age bracket. I mean, some of these girls are 22, 23, 24. Like, right. I'm 38 years old. Right? It's young. 38 is young. But when you're mm -hmm. comparing to, you know, bombshells who are in their early 20s, there ain't no spring chicken, you know? <laughs> um, but I'm okay with it, you know? And, I don't know any different. <laughs> true. That's true, actually. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, so I don't want to shift it, but I, you know, we definitely got to make sure that we shout out Jared on here. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
The cheesecake theft out here or thief out uh, here. Is that what did I hear that know. correctly? I give it to him. He he was saving me. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, I look like a cheesecake. <laughs> I needed to stop it. I just needed to let him have the, the crust. Stop it. Uh-uh. You better stop. Yeah, I feel you though. I feel you though. Don't touch my crust. Don't touch my cheesecake. Don't touch any part of my you're kind that you even wanted to share your cheesecake. Cheesecake is one of my favorite desserts of all time. Yes. So like we ain't sharing cheesecake. Period. You know what they were eyeing that cheesecake all night. I had to share. I felt bad. <laughs> I didn't intend on sharing, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Being a a crust thief, he is he has (laughs) been an angel and a godsend in this process for me. Just mentally, um, I mean, he he's the brother that I never never wanted, um, but am loving having. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, you guys seem to have such a great rapport overall, and I guess in you just saying like the brother that I never had that that just says it all. I feel like, oh, we don't even need to say anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that coach, athlete, um, connection, brotherly, sisterly love connection, like it just seems like it just like transcends throughout your process and your journey and how much I feel like it's it's one as a whole. It's not you taking on this journey by yourself with the coach to guide you, but the relationship yeah. is kind of like Something a lot of athletes would want. Me looking from the outside, I'm like, man, I want I want to have that rapport with any coach that I, I work with. You know what I mean? So just in sharing that, I'm like, how did it come to be? Everything happens the way it's supposed <laughs> to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I remember the, the first time I met him, um, it was my sister's NPC bikini competition in the Woodbridge area. And I was still, I hadn't even acquired him to start getting healthy. So I was like, I was pushing 200 pounds when I met him. Um, and I got pictures and everything. And it was just a mess looking back. But he was very quiet, very, you know, he didn't say much about anything. You know, I was just like, oh, hey, great job. Congrats. He looks good. Like talking about my sister, like way to go. Um, but yeah, he's just, he is the, the respect that he has for his athletes. And he does a lot of lifestyle training too. Like, I mean, competing, this is not his book of business, right? Um, he has competed himself once. He wanted to make sure that he could have some level of like um, ability to relate to what his competitors are going through. Um, so that way when we come to him crying the blues about, you know, <laughs> low carbs or high cardio or I'm tired, mm-hmm. I'm hungry, I'm angry, he can actually say, I get it, you know, mm-hmm. and not just a voice saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can totally understand. No, you can't understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, but yeah, he's just, he's really been, he's really been great. And, you know, I, I had an opportunity what year are we in? 2023. So in 2022, I had the opportunity to work with like a big name coach. Um, and in the moment I was like, I, I think, oh my God, I should do this. this what an opportunity. Oh my God. I need to, you know, like, 
let me jump on this wagon. And he was the first call that I made. I FaceTimed him. I said, what do you think about this? Is there a way that we can make this work together? Right? Mm-hmm. Naturally, you can see him like, like, did she really just come at me with this? But he kept, you know, he stayed professional. And, you know, he was like, you know, he threw out his ideas of pros and cons to it. And I asked him, sorry, I said, well, you know, let me sleep on this, you know, let me just digest this. And then the next day, all I had to do was sleep on it. And I knew what the right thing was to do. And it was to stay with coach. Um, you know, he, he is a believer that he and I are both on the same page of you rock until the wheels fall off, right? Get everything you can from any opportunity that is put in front of you until you can't learn anymore, or until you feel like you have reached your max of ability with that, either with that person or in that situation, whatever. Um, again, another life lesson, right? I'm just glad that's a major gem. (laughs) Major key. Where's DJ Khaled? Yes. Drive it until the wheels fall off. Yeah. However, with with that being said, though, because there are a lot of people, myself included, that do go through that process of, you know, do I change or do I stay loyal or things of that nature? Um, if you don't mind sharing, it's completely up to you on this. What was leading you towards that? Like, maybe what were, you know, your thoughts on, oh, yeah, let's do it versus staying and what advice would you give to people you know that are struggling with maybe they do need to transition but they do have that you know that loyalty thing in the back of their mind Hmm. um well speaking from my experience on it in the moment it was it was kind of like a starstruck kind of thing right like oh my god this person wants to work with me i'd be a fool not to right um knowing nothing about their coaching style. They knew nothing about my style as an athlete. Like they're, it literally, if I would have jumped ship, it would have been, I, I don't know if I would have been disappointed or not because I didn't, I didn't make the change. So I don't know what it would have been. Um, but my gut tells me that had I switched in hindsight, I would have ended up back with my current coach. If he would have me back, if, that makes sense um because of the style of coaching that i respond best to um because of the um i mean the attention like i need i need one-on-one like i know nothing about any of this you know i was texting with uh yolanda a little bit earlier and i was like girl i'm the worst bodybuilder ever i don't know names of machines i don't know names of exercises don't ask me about a, a creatine or a pre work Like, I know nothing, okay? It was, it was very important. It's very valuable for somebody so new and so green and basically so naive, for lack of better words, to have someone who was willing to take time to educate um, and to answer every question that I had. And if he couldn't answer it, point me in the direction of somebody that could, um, so yeah, I, I need a lot of handholding, a lot of nurturing, and I, I'm not at a place that I can leave that yet. That I want to leave that yet. I should. I can do whatever I want to do, but I'm not in a place that I want to do that yet. I'm getting all the feels from that. <laughs> so I mean, for somebody, I guess for somebody who's struggling with, you know, what do I do? Where do I go? Should I stay? Should I go? 
I, I'm, I'm intuitive. Like my gut tells me what's right and what's wrong. So mm-hmm. I have a hard time giving any sort of advice for something so personal. Um, I think you need to, I think writing things down helps, um, pros and cons lists help. Um, and just trusting, doing your research, having as much information you can without suffering from like paralysis of analysis, or what is it? The paralysis of analysis, right? Where you overthink, 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 then you just don't do anything. Um, you have to take action. Yes. But just be able to sleep at night with the decision that you make, right? And one of the things you mentioned was really understanding what is it that you personally need throughout your journey in your process, you know, having knowing that not exactly someone to hold your hand, but someone that's really going to give you guidance and answer your questions. That was something that, you know, you said claimed you needed. And I'm going to say I need that myself. (laughs) I try to ask all the types of questions. So like just understanding those things about you and what your coach or interview your coach on what they their processes would help in making those decisions as well so man. I mean, the same thing when i got licensed in real estate you know i was fortunate enough to join a brokerage where mentorship was the uh, base of learning how to sell real estate like you had a mentor from day one um and you could call them and ask them anything they would you know piggyback listing appointments with you go on buyer consultations like they were your like that was mama or papa or like you know whoever you whoever you took on um so you know i know that that's my style do you mentor anyone by the way <laughs> just saying i don't I'm sure you'd be a great mentor <laughs> especially starting off so young with everything as well like yeah you, you have a very knowledgeable background in that that area especially saying that your dad you know um also exact name because i don't want to say anything wrong (laughs) his as an appraiser okay yes appraiser Appraiser. yes thank you i I was gonna say broker but (laughs) yeah well both my parents i grew up both my parents are educators so Mm. outside of them being teachers he also did real estate appraising that was just like his fun you know oh just do it on the side and you know make extra money um but he did that full-time basically you're crazy <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, you know, mentorship is is important to me. Um, I, as much as I appreciate you all saying that I could potentially be a wonderful mentor to to those coming up in this sport, I know how I work. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you should teach posting classes. I'm like, no, no, just because I know how to walk on the stage and do everything that Sean tells me. Well, not everything, but I try to do do everything that Sean tells me, whether I succeed or not is a different story. That does not make me fit to coach someone else on how to pose. Know your lane, right? Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Mentorships come in different forms, though, you know. True. You're not wrong. Give me your words to us. you know, on the side when they're most needed, trust and believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go a long way. That's a fact. She's, mm-hmm. she's not wrong on that. She's not wrong. 
Where's the lie? All right, where are we, ladies? Are you feeling? Um, so sorry. I apologize. I have one. Any structure? If you all came with any structure, I'm just like. <laughs> no, the way it flows, that's that's the structure. <laughs> yeah. We want to give the real wrong. So yeah. Yeah. So what? What were your thoughts when your sister? You said your middle sister. She's a competitor, right? What were your thoughts when she said she wanted to compete? And did you talk to her a little bit when you decided it was something that you wanted to do? So she competed first. So she's been in this world before I even knew anything about it. Um, and we we definitely had some struggles <laughs> um, when I started, because, you know, I acquired her coach, you know, who she was working with. Um, you know, I'd go down and, you know, I, I do a lot of things that I don't realize what I'm doing, um, how it could be perceived to someone else. Um, and so when we'd be training together sometimes, cause on Tuesdays, my day off from real estate, I go down to Richmond to train in person with my coach. My sister lives down in Richmond. So sometimes she'll come in when she was prepping for shows, she would definitely come in. Um, so we'd get more like one-on-one, you know, sisterly love, push each other, all that stuff. Um, but she would, she would hit her poses in the mirror. Right. And I'd be like, Oh wow, look at that. And I literally where my mindset was, I'm like, I'm going to try and do that. How is she doing that? Wow. She looks amazing. Wow. Look at her shoulders. Like, and so I would try and copy what I was seeing, you know, thinking that I was looking up to my big sister, but the perception that she had from that was, is this little half over here trying to size me up? right so like no joke though like no bull like it was not it was not Gucci it was not Gucci um so when she brought that to my attention I then intentionally had to not pose if I saw her posing I Mm -hmm. you know would not do certain things you know if if I wanted to go up and wait I didn't say that I was going up and wait I just picked up the bigger weights right like I never wanted to seem like I was trying to outshine um or outdo her um but she has a different narrative right um and our history right she's the middle sister there's you know there's narrative that comes around that so there were there were definitely some struggles with that and even up until gosh weeder so my pro debut (laughs) she decided two weeks before the show that she was going to do the show Mm. what competitor do you know has that much God-given talent that they can just get on stage two weeks after they decide they're going to get on stage and actually do well. The bitch almost won her pro card. Like, she won her class and was up for the overall. You just showed up. You just decided two weeks ago that you were going to compete. Imagine if you actually, like, did a prep. Imagine if you did the work. Like, naturally, this is what you do. Are you kidding me? Like, I was like, I, like, I still get so angry when I talk to her about this. Cause I'm like, you just applaud yourself. <laughs> just a little, just, just weigh your food. Just, just do that. You know, wind down, just do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I say all that to say, so that was an interesting thing. But um, at Wiener, she was in, if I could, I guess this is the one regret 
you know, I, I don't regret much in life, but I do wish that I could have found a better way to support her when she competed at Weeder, regardless of the lack of preparation that she put into it, regardless of anything that I had going on, going into a pro debut, I wish that I could have shown my support for her in a different way. She wanted me in the audience. I was upstairs in my hotel room watching them on the live stream, letting my curls set because my hairdresser was there waiting on me, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but she wanted her sister and the audience screaming for her, not sitting, watching the screen, screaming. Right? Let me just say, you guys have to experience a Jen in the crowd in person. <laughs> I'm ready for that. I am ready. If she's anything like how she is in the DMs when you're competing, I, I, I'm here for that. Pretty much. Pretty much. I just get like I get goosies. I like I cry. I just like I feel all the feels because I'm like, oh my god, I work so hard. Like <laughs> it's a whole moment, you know. Um, so it was easy for her to know that you weren't present in that audience. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and yeah, and I could, you know, I could run down a list of all the reasons why I felt it was best for me to be where I was. Um, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that does not change the way that she felt in my lack of presence. Um, what that, what how that made her feel. Um, um, yeah, so that that sucked. That definitely mm -hmm. sucked, and it took me weeks because i knew she was salty i knew it because she just you know she had a little little side comment a little dig of did i really go on stage this many times for my class and for the overall and my sister was not in the audience and i had to like i just mm -hmm. i couldn't react because my initial reaction a lot of times when i feel like i've let someone down is like i just like i, I get angry <laughs> i get ugly <laughs> um and it's a defense mechanism and it's not okay um it's not the best way to deal with things. So the balance that I found to that right now in life is just don't say anything, right? Don't react, just digest it, understand that what they're feeling is okay. Um, what could you have done differently? What do you need to, what can you do to make this right, right? So like I start going through all these things in my mind after she says that comment. Um, and so a few weeks later, I said to her, I said, you know, Will you let me know? Sadly, I couldn't bring myself to say I'm sorry, which is a whole nother pan of worms that I need to figure out. But I said to her, I said, will you let me know when you're doing a show again? And I can make sure it's a show that I am not a part of in any way other than to be there in the audience for you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. If I'm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, of course, we're going to see two weeks before and then I'm going to have something going on and I can't be there. Like, so then that whole thing blew up. But um that was my way of apologizing for not being there for her um but i, I i'm saying it out loud i need to say to her flat out i'm sorry that i wasn't there for you the way that you needed yeah. but okay. it's not, you know sisterly uh <laughs> a little sisterly competition well, I'm okay. 
fair. Well, hopefully she sees this and she hears that. Sounds <laughs> seems really genuine too. So hopefully she receives that. And then, you know, whenever you feel moved to actually do it in person too, I hope that she receives that as well. That's super special. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, take care of your, your family relationships, can't nurture those. What can you do? You know, mm-hmm. whether it's chosen family or the ones that you were, you know, given by blood, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we know you know you're gonna be turning up in the audience for her soon, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And she gonna know too. I need her to just to. I just want to see it. I just want to see it once. I want to see her give it her all and just slay, like just mm-hmm. time. And then she can throw up her heels and call it a day. But I just, I want to see it one time for her. She is so, it's insane. Like, so we both grew up dancing. And yes, I danced for a hot second professionally. Um, I did a little Beyonce video back in the day. But my ah. sister, hunty, no. Sister's resume, disgusting. She has <laughs> every artist out of Atlanta co-choreographed her like videos for Sierra with uh, her head choreographer Jamaica like she's nasty it is so y'all connected okay and she teaches right she does yeah yeah so it did not and won't stop (laughs) no no I mean she teaches she could still book gigs if she wanted to like literally any if she were to just say this is what I'm gonna do she could do it you know, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, we're all our own worst enemies. All of us. Yeah. Actual. All right, sis. Well, you're already here. We, we want to see you on stage. Full prep. <laughs> Full prep. 100%. Because we know what's coming next after that. <laughs> I mean, that dancer body, it's already ready to go. <laughs> I know. Y'all say already fact, got somebody say <laughs> yeah yeah well and you know that's uh, i hate to keep harping on this but that's that thing too of like growing up with like you know struggling with body image issues or body dysmorphia or whatever you know i was the thicker one she was always just like snatched right so and that was my sister so like i always felt like i was in that shadow like there's just so much so much nonsense mm-hmm. that we that we need to learn to unpack as adults mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. So you said Beyonce. So I, sorry, y'all. I gotta circle back because y'all know how I feel about Queen. So you did a a video with her, or you were in her video and she wasn't there. Like how did that? that was, no, she was very much there. Her, her mom, her sister, mm-hmm. the whole crew. Um. Mm-hmm. So it was Get Me Bodied way back. In the- <gasps> Ooh, that is my jam. Oh my god! <laughs> I giggle every time I hear the song. Now I'm like, now we got to see you do the actual like all the dances. So what's funny when I was going into my pro debut, I posted because I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to channel for stage? So like I did like this corny little post of do we give the uh oh, and it was like a clip of me doing like the uh oh part in that video, and like there was a arrow pointing, and then it was like, or do I give like ballerina? And I was like doing little ballet stuff in the background, and so many people were like, oh yeah, I would go with the uh oh, and then somebody randomly was like. But wait, who was that random girl that you were pointing the arrow at? I was like, the random girl was me. Like, why would I post a video and point an arrow with some random chick out of six? Like, oh, that was me. They're like, okay. 
it happened. Wow. Did she make you sign a, a um, what is it? The thing where you can't speak about it? India. Oh, oh it was all very public. Um, it was a, a, it was shot out in LA. It was a, a locally like booked gig. So we had to, coming from Virginia, long story short, we had, my sister was with her agency in Atlanta at the time. She hit me up. She was like, yo, bees have an audition. You come down. And I was like, mm, you know, I like my full-time job with benefits. Like, I don't know about that dance life anymore. Like I don't I, I retired that. She was like, bitch, if you don't get down here. Cause this is like a whole era in like Atlanta where like light skin, curly hair. Like that was like the thing. Um, and then we're sisters on top of that. So like we were very marketable, right? Right. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll come down. Came down, danced for her agency. Immediately they signed both of us. She hated me. She was like, I've been down here for six months. You showed up for 30 minutes and they booked us. And I was like, but you did the legwork, sis. Like you did this. <laughs> so we ended up getting a call from B's choreographer, Frank Gatston. And he's like, you know, it's a local gig. So y'all got to get yourselves out you know, we'll pay you for your time here, but we ain't covering your flight, your hotel, none of that. Um, so we made it work. We went out there, rehearsed for a couple of days, shot the video, rolled out back to life. <laughs> wow. That's what I mean. We never, never know what people are going through. Right? Oh. It's just like what an adventure. Like, look at what's behind all of it. Look, yeah. agenda. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm my like, sister. Well, then she hated me, of course, after that, because, again, we're so marketable, right? And I stopped dancing entirely. I wasn't dancing already going into that. I was just, like, teaching and dabbling and doing whatever. Um, And then I booked that, and then I stopped again. And she was like, no, you don't understand. Like, we can be great together. And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, that's the way for you. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I really enjoy knowing, like, what my schedule works going to be, my paid time off, like, bonuses, like, I'm good. Health insurance, like, I'm good. Um, so, yeah, that was a, that was a, another salty moment in our lives. Oh, that's amazing, though. Like, listen, I have Beyonce on my vision boards. I have dreams about meeting her, and here we are talking to you, and you have been at her whole video. Like, how... <laughs> Awesome is it? Like that six degrees of separation is like it's real. <laughs> so I'm final question on that, <laughs> right? Because I'm like tempted to like turn the video on and put that right. on there. I was a baby. <laughs> like we were going back. I, I I don't know. Maybe I was like twenty three ish somewhere in that time frame. It's all a blur. But like we're talking eons ago, y'all. Like, yeah, eons. That's so oh, awesome. Well, so how was she? super quiet she only spoke to she had two dancers that she had worked with pretty religiously um when we were rehearsing for that particular video so she spoke with them but it wasn't like kiki it was just Mm -hmm. about the choreography like she came Mm -hmm. to work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's about her business it was not anything but that Mm -hmm. um and that's okay. Handle the business. <laughs> but she still very much gives that now, except now everything is a secret until it's not. So that's a, that's, that's, wow. I'm just, you may I have, no, I have nothing else. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Be. Right. My mind is glitching. I don't even know where we are in the process. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was different though, because again, I came from the ballet world, which was very—it was you know, 
put on your point shoes, go get your tutu, snatch your hair up. Like it was a very structured dance life that I knew. And then trying out this commercial world where it was, I'm going to say it, but like politics and who knows who and who have you danced for and where have you been and where, you know, what city do you live in? And like, I was like, I don't like this. Get me out. <laughs> like, it was just so uncomfortable for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did my one job and rolled out. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. Wow. Hey, That's a fun story to be able to share, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And by the way, I went through a phase that I couldn't watch like videos when like dance really was becoming huge in like the the music industry and like the commercial world. There was mm -hmm. a period in my life that I could not watch stuff because there was um, slight feeling of what would happen if I would have right. Mm -hmm. um, and I know like the way that, that made me feel, so I just you know, what do I do? Turn away from it. Go the other way. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you still followed your gut and your intuition, like you said, that always leads you. And yeah. You kind of knew what you wanted out of life anyway. So um, I'm sure if that was something that you wanted to re-manifest, I bet you could. You still got it. Yeah, what these oh, yeah. set up these days, I don't even know. I started feeling things in this body that I'm like, oh. just use your yoga wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You probably have it all. Just use all of it. Go on. Oh, right. All right. Yeah. That is so oh. funny. All right. What else y'all got before we go to our... So, our, our I want to talk about ice cream. Ooh. <laughs> Can you tell us about ice cream, Jen? Had me an ice cream. <laughs> so people don't understand. When I'm in prep, I eat a pint of ice cream every single night and it's all because of a glorious machine called the creamy ma made by ninja it's a ninja kitchen gadget yes honey <laughs> those who follow jindori hold on so i can take my also, i just told my wife i wanted one of those <laughs> life changing changing i don't think i will ever eat that's a lot i'll eat regular ice cream one day but i like I can't even bring myself to want to buy regular ice cream in the store or out at a restaurant or anything. I'll do a sorbet if I'm out at a restaurant, but ice cream, no. Just knowing how many like fats and carbs and nonsense are in it compared to what I can make at home and enjoy a whole pint every night, get out. Like what? <sighs> so basically the base of it, it's a protein ice cream. So I put whatever flavor, I'm a core nutritional girl all day long, every supplement, every protein powder, everything, everything is core nutritional. I'm like, I guess loyal to a fault. Um, so I do whatever flavor of protein powder and then depending on where the macros are, whatever fruits I wanna add. So usually I'll use a small amount of banana just to add like some creaminess to it. Um, and that goes with any flavor. Um, because I'm again, it's like 30 grams of banana that I'm doing like mashed in there. So you don't even taste banana. Um, but or I'll add blueberries or strawberries or you know, whatever. And then outside of prep, I put about a fourth, it's 34 grams of non-fat Greek yogurt. I don't do this every day. Um <laughs> grams of non-fat Greek yogurt in with it. And, and then I'll fill the rest of the container to the fill line with water. 
whisk it really, really good or really well, and then you freeze it. So you can either freeze it the night before or days in advance or even the morning of. Sometimes I forget like what flavor I want to eat the next day. And so I'll do one in the morning like real quick. And then that way at night it's ready to go. But you just put it in the freezer, take it out, put it in the machine, push your light ice cream or sorbet or regular ice cream blend, whatever the, the you know option should be that you do. And it works this little witchcraft and it whisks it up and winds it and grinds it and makes it magical. Witchcraft, though? <laughs> oh my God, I'm, oh, like, I'm getting so excited right now thinking about tonight's ice cream. Right. right because not me looking up creamy on Amazon as we speak, <laughs> texting my wife like, I'm going to get a creamy machine. I need to buy stock in this company, I swear. That's um, the and then there's so, a sponsor her, y'all. Yes, yeah, sponsorships, please. Discount code, thanks. Um... There is a feature on there to add a mix-in. So think like Blizzard or McFlurry. Mm. So what I've been adding in this week, I get the little like 100 or 120 calorie like brownie brittle snack bags from Costco. You just get a box of them and I crush those up and then I sprinkle those in and then you push the mix-in feature and then it blends it. So I literally have a Blizzard at home every night. It's amazing. Wow. And like That's legit macros, the macros are stupid. Like, and again, you have full control over what you're going to do with it. So tonight's ice cream. She's already got to plug in, y'all. <laughs> okay. Hey. All in 33 carbs, 7.5 fats, and 41 grams of protein. What? That is awesome. 311 oh, calories. That. Oh, I need that. That is awesome. So you're telling and me so it's again, basically worth you know, the return on investment. One hundred percent. Like I almost bought a second one because I'm convinced <laughs> I'm going to kill the one that I have. Because <laughs> a day does not go by that I don't use it. Seriously. And by the time you see us next, we all going to have a creamy. Yes. <laughs> I need to get mine now before. Hold on. You know. Anybody listening to this on, on the pod, <laughs> if you see this on YouTube, you have to see the actions that you just gave us. <laughs> in this ice cream. Like, I swear, did you shimmy? <laughs> the shimmy and the sprinkles. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I need all I'm that. Sorry, that. I'm going to rewatch this for myself and I'm going to make sure I do exactly that when I'm making my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd. I am so sorry that the most excitement you got from me today was talking about ice cream. And Beyonce. And, and, no, I think that was Brandy's excitement talking about True. <laughs> Stop it because we got all the gems too, okay? We, <laughs> we did. We did. I did love that. Yes. I'm not going to get over that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's such a controllable thing, right? In life, you control the controllables, right? So mm-hmm. when you got your macros, there's another little gem for you, another nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if your diet is macro based in prep or out of prep, it's so easy to manipulate that, you know, so easy. You don't have to fill the whole container. Maybe you want to have half a pint of ice cream. Maybe you only do half a scoop of protein. Maybe you can't add yogurt. You know, um, you could probably even do like there's, I mean, it comes with the recipe book. Don't get me started. I'm not going to get on this rabbit hole anymore, but it comes with the recipe book. So you can follow the recipes that it has, or you can just totally, from day one, I just made made up my own. I never had interest in doing what they wanted me to do because it's like 
I don't cook. Like it's intricate. Like some of these, the preparation, it's like melt this and do that and whisk. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I got two hours of meal prep today. And this ice cream is not about to take an hour and a half of that. Okay. Right. <laughs> Listen, I just texted Danielle. I was like, I'm getting the creamy. She's like, why? We don't eat ice cream that much. I was like, because we can make it healthy and then we can eat it that much. She's like, I don't want healthy ice cream. I want the stuff that tears my stomach up. You can make that though. It comes with the recipe book to tell you how. Okay, boom. And you can, up my argument. Bowls. you can do sorbet, smoothie bowls, um, milkshakes, um, Ice cream, obviously, and then there's another feature on there, but all I ever use is the ice cream feature. So. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie, for bringing all that joy out of me. You're right. welcome. <laughs> what else do y'all got for it? I'm trying to get the realest of the realest raw real. <laughs> Want to jump into those? Yeah, we can jump into those. Our main question though, prior to that, um, when did we when did we learn we wanted to become a competitor competitor versus uh just compete? So yeah. I'm gonna let you rephrase that, Brandy, real quick, because I was trying to reset my computer just now, but rephrase right. it because I love the way you say it. Fair enough. So, you know, we've talked about, you know, the question of do you want to compete or do you want to be competitive? At what point in your journey did you ever have that thought process, or even if you didn't, and maybe you did recently, um, one, this is a two-parter, so one, what does that mean to you, and two, what did you decide? So from Jump Street, I was all in. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked very hard to collect the queens that I'm able to collect from my business in real estate. And if I'm going to spend those coins on a competitive activity, I'm going to be competitive. Um, This is not cheap. (laughs) I have nobody funding any of my life for me or with me. Um, So I just, I think in life we, you know, we either, we operate in a place of like, wanting pleasure or pain, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or like going toward the pleasure of pain. It it pains me to throw money at something and not see a return. Mm-hmm. I don't gamble. I don't go to casinos and throw money at the slots <laughs> or, or you know, any of that stuff because I don't know what I'm going to... I can't guarantee that I'm going to get anything out of it. But I know if I am investing in myself, if I'm making this promise to myself to deliver on something, I know what I'll get in return, right? Controlling mm-hmm. the controllables. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't think that there is, and everybody values things differently, right? Like money, it's, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, it's what it is. Um, but I don't believe in just flushing it down the toilet. And for me, I would be flushing money down the toilet if I was, paying the thousands of dollars that we pay for supplements, suits, posing, hair, makeup, heels, um, workout outfits. At the end of the day, we know that's an expense. Like Mm -hmm. travel, gym membership. The list Mm -hmm. goes on. Thank you. The list goes on. Like, and that comes from, I guess also it goes back to mom and mom and dad and how they raised us. Like, 
if you're going to do something, you do it 100%, right? If you want me to spend these thousands of dollars for you to be a competitive dancer and go to school for ballet and do this and do that, you have to do your part, you know? Um, so, you know, I, there's some people that only, you know, it's just, it's a weight loss journey and, and they just want to get on stage once and that's fine. Or it's something that they find um, other elements of their life structure just to do one show a year. That's fine. Um, like I have some of my fellow realtors who are also bodybuilders. They are, they want to stay NPC forever. They have no interest in pushing for a pro card, but it's because the structure that they have to follow or they have the opportunity to follow in bodybuilding helps their life in other ways. That's enough for them. That's cool. It's also a lot of them are men and they're not paying as much money for things as we do, but <laughs> um, so yeah, I knew that I wanted to, I, the second I did that first show and the amount of fun that I had, I was like, oh, this shit's addicting. Like, <laughs> I love it. Did I want to cry for the last two weeks? Absolutely. And did I? Absolutely. Um, you know, last two weeks going into show. But there is no, it's, I don't even have words to explain how much fun I have on stage. Like, that is priceless. But unfortunately it does come at the price and so i want to see a return on my investment on me mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and that does bring me to something that i wanted to make sure that i expressed to you guys before and i don't know how i scrolled off from this but you know we talked about you know growing up and you know the struggles that we go through and having to like unpack things as adults and all that stuff one of the things that i was able to identify um within myself probably in the last definitely the last year last eight months, definitely the last year, um, is where I gain my confidence, like where I build my own confidence. So I think it's important that we believe in ourselves. Because what does Ruth say? If you can't love yourself, honey, how the hell you don't expect anybody else to love you? Can I get an amen? amen. So, <laughs> so for me, being able to, to keep any promise that I make to myself, that's where my confidence comes from. Yes, I want to make the people around me happy. I want to please my family, my friends, my colleagues, my clients, um, the coaches that I put all my trust in. I want to make them happy. But at the end of the day, if I did something that wasn't true to me um, or if I broke a promise to myself, the way that that makes me feel is far worse than disappointing anyone else. Um, so I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Yeah, but I one hundred percent understand that that promise. So I don't make them, but literally, if I <laughs> make one, it's like I'm holding dear to it completely. So I understand that promise to to self, especially in that manner. So I I hear it, <laughs> and I understood where you were going with it, and I one hundred percent agree with that too. And I love how it's like you also mentioned with having everything as a return for yourself, you know, personally, because yes, it is expensive, but that return in yourself and what you gain, the mental, the emotional, the confidence, all of that is just extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead, Brandy. <laughs> no, absolutely. That was, that was a great follow-up. Um, so going into, you know, our final questions that we plan to 
talk to everybody about. We really want to know. You shared a lot with us today, um, a lot of your struggles, a lot of your wins, which we really appreciate. And with this question, you may have already answered it. I'll say that right now. But if not, we want to know what is the realest or rawest moment that you have experienced in your bodybuilding career, good, bad, or indifferent? Mm. Realist or rawest? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um... (laughs) I think one of the most memorable moments was having the opportunity of my sister being the person who handed me my pro card. Oh, well, that's, that's awesome. special. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. My like, my eyes are welling up right now. That was pretty dope. That's pretty dope. And I think that is, now that I'm saying that out loud, I think that's another reason why it pains me so much to know that I hurt her by not being in the audience. Mm-hmm. When she went on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to get to your head, you know. I know, right? It's like, hold on, I got to pause for a second. <laughs> that was special. That's really that special. That is special. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I wanted so badly for Weeder when she was going to compete. I wanted so badly for the NPC portion and pro portion to be on separate days so that I could have had the opportunity to give her what her reward was going to be. Because here Mm -hmm. in the DMV, we're so blessed. I mean, you guys know, too, you're involved in your areas with the the competitions and everything. Um, But we're so blessed to be able to reach out to the different um, promoters and whether it's helping backstage or at booths or anything like that. So I always try to be at any of the NPC shows, even if I'm just in the audience. Um, I like to be able to be backstage and help with awards and all that. So that was, I knew going into that show, if they were going to be on separate days, I would be there to present her award. But then when it was on the same day, I was like, well, there goes that plan. That's why you can't plan everything, Jennifer. That's funny. But planning works for you, so it works out. Hopefully, you still get a moment with her. So we're we're cheering for that, rooting for that. Something bigger is coming. That's all. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And another question again. You shared a lot with us, so you may have already answered this one too. But um, what is the realest or rawest piece of advice that you would give any competitor? It doesn't matter if they're just now entering into the sport or they've been here for a while. Just trust yourself, know your value, know, know what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Um, always be okay with reassessing that. It's not always going to be the same story. Um, And just give yourself grace, right? Mm, like my favorite word. My favorite word. Yes. <laughs> I mean, truly, truly. I mean, the you know, there there's so many da- there's so many ups and downs in in life and in the sport that you know, one day you feel like a star, and the next day you feel like the other day I felt like a sausage. You know, like. <laughs> You never know, but it's just like, we're human, right? So just like, just be okay with where you are. Be okay not being okay. Be okay mm. being okay. Like you have to be able to accept yourself 
um, and still love yourself through all the versions of self, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't get wrapped up. I mean, I could go on for days about this. Don't get wrapped up in the nonsense we see on social media. It's a highlight reel. Um, don't just, oh, just do you. Go to sleep at night knowing that you made every choice to what was authentic to you. And you can you can look back and say, I did the right thing. Or, you know, maybe that wasn't the best thing I could have done. What could I have done differently? Okay, let me make sure I do that next time, right? It's yeah. just, don't hold on to the past. Don't hold on to negativity. Like everything is just fail forward. Just keep failing forward. Oh, I love that. Words will. That is awesome. We appreciate you so much for joining us and for sharing all of the things and, you know, just spewing your love sprinkles on all of us. So before we wrap up, tell us where, you know, if you're into anything, you're promoting anything, you're sponsored by or for anything, tell us what you're into, um, what people should look up and how they can find you if they want to connect with you. Well, sponsored all day long. Thank God for this heavenly human being, Mama Cutie herself. Uh, if you don't already know, you better know. You better ask somebody. Okay. Yeah. Sean Hector Lewis, Sean's Couture Cuties, cutie community right here. Um, without dragging this out too long, for the record, when I first got into the sport and I was like, oh, what? Jared, you want me to go work with who? Okay, whatever. Oh, she's got some program coming up where I could get like a discount on a swimsuit. Oh, what? But I have to do an athlete search? In a, what? I don't want to emailing her and or probably Danny. I was like, to get the discount, do I have to apply for this? <laughs> I knew nothing. Like, I just wanted a discounted swimsuit. Like, I didn't know that this community was any of what it is, right? Right. And I look back now, and like, I'm like, I would love to look at my submission form for wanting to be a sponsored athlete two weeks into deciding to become a bodybuilder. <laughs> put that side by side to my horrendous first time doing wellness posing oh my god talk about embarrassing um but yes yeah, so proudly sponsored and trained all day long by sean's couture cuties um all the fun things when it comes to stage suits posing hair and makeup all that jazz um, <laughs> well you guys know her tagline way better than i do <laughs> you nailed it i think you did um, but other than other than Sean, I mean, I'm not I'm not sponsored by any brand by any means. Um, I do live and love a good Slim Tum waist trainer. Um, mm -hmm. so you can use um, SlimTum.com forward slash right. That's forward when it goes the normal way. Yeah, forward slash Jen L Jen with two N's because I'm not OCD at all. It's exactly half my name, so J E N N. L at the end for a little savings there. I don't get anything from it. So you guys aren't paying me to use it, but it gets you a discount to enjoy the brand and their product. They're fantastic. Um, nice. And other than that, now you can just find me on the IG, find me on the gram, uh, Jennifer Lynch Realtor underscore IFBB Pro. Yeah, I'm on the nice. Facebook, too, but not really. I'm more of a gram girl. But. Okay, fair enough. And what about if they? are in the area and they're considering, you know, a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're not in the area, so like I said, my team, we service Virginia, Maryland, and DC. Um, 
but we have partners all across the country. So I've helped actually some of our fellow cuties who are in other states, um, helped somebody too up in Philly actually, connected them with a fantastic partner of mine, um, and then one out in Ohio also. So um, you know, we got connections everywhere, wherever your real estate needs might uh, might need a little, a little love. But my uh, my real estate page is just jennifer.eastandivyhomes.com. Um, east, you know, like east-west, the word and, ivy. Like the greenery behind me, if you can see us on the YouTube right now, homes.com. So, but when in doubt, you can just shoot me a DM on um on IG, Jennifer Lynch Realtor underscore IFBB Pro, and then any real estate questions people have, you know, just hit me up on there and I'll plug and play and send you over to text because I hate DMing certain people for too long. Like all of you at some point, I'm like, why are we still DMing? Like, <laughs> you know, that's true. That's that. Like I had that moment with Shanika the other day too. Like we were going hard in the DMs and I was like, girl, if you don't send me a text. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm -hmm. excellent. Well, us being a military family, I'm probably you probably hear from us in a couple of years. So, um, that's like awesome. Said, we anything where you are, you know, it's always good to. I interview anybody that I connect my people with before mm -hmm. they speak to you because I want to make mm -hmm. a great fit. Um, nice. So yeah, yeah, we got we'll you. We'll probably be chatting with you soon too. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. getting all the business, all the fun stuff when it comes to real estate. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sean. Don't don't hurt me. Um, okay, but no, we truly, truly appreciate you coming on and you know giving us the real, raw, real on Jen Lynch and all things your life and background. So all of Jen's information will also be in the show notes if you didn't catch it. And we will be hearing from her soon when we launch it. If you liked this pod or any other episode that we have done, make sure to subscribe and also share with any other friend, family member, or competitor who might want to listen in as well. So you can also find us on IG at the real raw real, all one word. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thanks, Jen. Congratulations to you guys. This is amazing that you're creating this space for people. So thank you for letting me be a part of this with you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Absolutely. We appreciate you and your time for sure. Thank you. Definitely. All right, y'all. See you on the next one. Bye.